Will you please welcome to the stage our guest moderator, news editor of Empire Magazine, and part of the presenting team on BBC's Film 2011, Chris Hewitt. Well, welcome to Fright Night, but before we delve any deeper, let's have a look at the trailer. Hey, Mom. Hey, just checking in. What's you up to? Uh... Adam Johnson. Adam? You know, Adam's missing, right? Right? Kids aren't coming to school. It happens all the time. I don't know if you're paying attention to roll call, but he's not the only one that's gone. You're nuts. This is my son, Charlie, and his girlfriend. Hi. So Jerry is our new neighbor. Hey. Hey. Now listen to me. We graphed up all the disappearances. That's you right there in the center next to his house. I really hate to be the one to tell you this, but that guy, your neighbor? Jerry. Yeah, he's a vampire. That is a terrible vampire name. Jerry? I didn't name him, man. You read way too much Twilight. me I've been watching you your mom there's a kind of uh, neglect gives off a scent and your girl she's ripe it's on you to look out for them you up for that what's that mr. Vincent I need your expertise so I'm your vampire expert huh Look, how do we kill this guy? Well, you got fire, beheading, all go traditional, stake through the heart. Bah! Let's kill something. Charlie's gonna find me. I'm counting on it. I'm gonna end him or he's gonna end me. You smell that? It's your fear. What did you do to piss this guy off? Hey. Shit, get him! Did I kill him? Hopefully. I repel you with the power of- Really? Fantastic, and please welcome really? to the stage the stars so of Bright Light, Anton Yelchin and Christopher Mintz-Plass. Nice. That's oh, right. All right, right. Have a seat. Nice to see you again. Oh, likewise. Hello. Oh, wow. There's a Mac. Hello, hello, right there. Welcome to the Apple Store. Last night, the big. I might actually mouse. just go hang out in the Mac Store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Why am I so loud? <laughs> <laughs> Move it away from the mouth, and we might be all right. Uh, so, guys, this was um, one of my favorite horror movies growing up. Uh, but you nice. weren't even born when this came out, no. which makes me feel really, really old. But <laughs> were you aware of this movie at all before you signed on? No, I hadn't heard of it until I got the script sent to me, and then when I got the part, I went out and bought the movie and watched it. And, and same for you? Same here, yeah. Yeah, same here. And what do you think? I loved it. I think it's great yeah. film. Yeah. yeah, I still love it. I didn't love it and then have now since stopped <laughs> loving it. No, I, I love it. I, I think it's... Loved it just once. <laughs> yeah, just once. <laughs> just just once. the first time. Uh, it was, you know, it's, I think it's a great film. I think it's so intelligent and, and well executed, and it's great. But this is, a, this is a, a remake that has lots of... A, the original has lots of room for improvement, and this remake you know, draws in that room, would you say? 
Yeah, the, I mean, the original was awesome. It was very kind of 80s and campy in its own mm. way. And there were some things that might not have worked now, so we just kind of modernized it and reimagined it. Mm. Can you talk about who you play in the film? I play Evil Ed, who is best friends with this man and becomes very evil halfway through the movie. <laughs> That's a spoiler, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, they know. They know the original. <laughs> and, uh, Anton, who do you play? I play uh, Charlie Brewster. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting that if I turn my head, it comes with me. So I can, can uh, yeah, I play Charlie Brewster, who is uh, his former best friend and doesn't believe him when he says a vampire moves in the store, and then when he does, has to deal with all this shit. You become a fearless vampire yeah, killer during yeah. the course of this film. Yes. Do you fancy yourself as a fearless vampire oh, killer? Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's an interesting relationship between the two of your characters as well, because it's a friendship that's very fractured at the beginning of the film. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, it was just, yeah, it starts off with my character. In the original, it was his character that realized there was a vampire next door. But uh, Marty rewrote the script, and, or she wrote her own version of the script, mm. and in this one, my character now knows that uh, Colin Farrell has moved in next door and he's a vampire, and he doesn't believe me. And I've kind of loved the nerdy stuff my whole life, and he's now, he, was, he loved that with me, but now grew out of it and has a girlfriend and got his better friends in a way. And uh, I know, I just dissed myself. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're just, definitely yeah, better. Yeah, he just kind of moved on, and I yeah. stuck with the nerdy stuff, and he got older, he grew up. There's a bit of friction there between the two of you. Yes. Yeah. And I think we'll see that we have a, an exclusive clip for you guys. It's a, it's quite a long clip. Nice. If you, uh, it's a scene in which uh, Evil Ed tries to explain that Jerry is a vampire yeah. and has moved next door to Charlie. So let's, let's take a look. Okay. Dude, where the hell have you been? He said after school. Yeah, I meant right after, okay? It's dusk. You know what that means? No, I have no idea. Let me consult my pocket dictionary. Nice. Hello? Anybody home? Nope. This is nuts. I really hate to be the one to tell you this, but that guy, your neighbor, He's a vampire, man. My neighbor? Yeah. Next door? Yeah. Jerry, I just met him. Okay, Jerry. That is a terrible vampire name, Jerry. I didn't name him, man. I'm just reporting the facts. Dude. here dude no no it's not just them okay listen to me i saw this thing on channel 13 where there's this lady who escaped an attacker that tried to bite her why are you walking like that all right listen adam and i we graphed up all the attacks all the disappearances whole families gone that happens all the time nobody lives in vegas they just pass through you live in vegas 
Look, that's you right there in the center next to his house in Perry's old place. His windows are completely blacked out. Lots of people have blacked out windows. They work on the strip at night, sleep during the day. Which is why it's, it's the perfect plan, it fits. What, what, that Jerry's a Dracula? No, Dracula is one specific vampire. I'm telling you. Duh, dude, I know what you're telling me. I'm making fun of you, okay? I'm, I'm mocking you. Awesome. Yeah, you read way too much Twilight. That's fiction, okay? This is real. He's a real monster and he's not brooding or lovesick or noble. He's the fucking shark from Jaws. He kills, he feeds, and he doesn't stop until everybody around him is dead. And I seriously am so angry you think I read Twilight. <laughs> Which begs the obvious question, do you read Twilight? Uh, uh, every novel, 17 times. <laughs> they are good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So what was a cardboard cutout, and what the hell do you have against that cardboard cutout? <coughs> ah, I just <laughs> thought... Uh, I, you know, it's, I think it was a Star Warcraft or Starcraft cutout or something, and I just thought it was a vampire. <laughs> Silly me. How many takes? With that? Yeah. Uh, like five or six? Yeah, not many, no. You I really... didn't know how that was going to play, but it got some scares <laughs> in the crowd. I was surprised. Some scares and some laughs, because yeah. it's a horror comedy. I mean, yeah. is that in your wheelhouse? I mean, uh, how do you play something that, you know, for, for scares and for laughs? Is that very difficult as an actor? I think Craig, I mean, that, that scene's a good example of how he manages that, you know, mm -hmm. because it's both funny and when you see the guy pass behind, uh, yeah, which I be. wasn't even in the script. I just saw that. Yeah. Uh, you put it in. It's always just that. I, that's just him balancing the elements. Slightly I guess. unsettling elements. Yeah, and making sure it's unsettling yeah. and then neutralizing that with a joke mm. and then coming right back to it. You well, know? What's the mood like on set when you're doing a scene like that? That was awesome. That yeah. actually, that scene, there's more to it, um, but that scene was one day, and it was just me, this man, and Craig just kind of working it out to see what worked and what didn't work, and kind of improving and figuring out some jokes and uh, and to hit the, the serious points as well. That was okay. really fun. So who was that actually standing in that? That wasn't Colin Farrell, presumably. He didn't come in for five minutes just to stand in the doorway. Oh, and then move? Yeah. I think that was CG, probably. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. so, too, because I don't even yeah. remember shooting that. No. I <laughs> Sneaky one, because um, this this film's got a fantastic cast. It's got <laughs> Colin Farrell who plays Jerry. It's got mm -hmm. David Tennant who plays Peter Vincent. Image and Poots, our very own Image and Poots. Yeah, it must be amazing to work with people like that in a in a movie. Yeah, yeah there wasn't yeah. one asshole, which was nice. <laughs> everyone everyone was really down to earth and super talented. They all kill in this movie. Yeah. Anton, uh, can you talk about working with with Colin? You get to work with with Colin. Uh, yeah, he's great. I mean, he's he's so smart and funny and and cool and and. Watching him create that character was such a blast because he, he just, you could tell he was having such a good time and it was so, it's so much fun to watch him and the things that he was doing are so exciting and cool and charactery and it was great. I mean, I had a great time. Same thing with David. It was like all the little things he did to create these, these huge characters. I mean, they're so out of control, but somehow they work, they work perfectly, you yeah. know, and they're just... Watching them have fun with that and play with that was really great. They're very showy roles, Peter Finson and Jerry, and even you know Evil Ed. Very very showy roles. Yeah. I mean, uh, as Charlie, how do you keep him interesting and not just a straight laced hero? You have to give him edge and depth. Uh well, I think uh, Marty wrote that into the script, you know, um, because he does have a very specific arc, you know, and he does suffer quite a bit. Uh, but I think the truth is, is you kind of have to be that guy like you have to be the serious guy when mm. everyone else is so everyone else can do their thing you know yeah. it's like i mean i remember shooting scenes with tenant where he's so funny and so good and i'm like freaking out 
you know? I and think like you really cry at like 40 Yeah, I'm like crying, <laughs> like freaking out and crying. He's hilarious. But you have to have that or else it starts to sort of detach itself from reality even more than it already has because mm. it's a vampire movie. Absolutely. You need someone to kind of ground the, the story a bit so you can go, oh, it's actually scary, you know, or... Absolutely. Something's at stake. Uh-huh. Speaking of David Tennant, we have a we have a scene with Peter Vincent and yourself. I mean, uh, can you talk about who Peter Vincent is for people who may not have seen the original? He's uh, basically in this version. Uh, Ed mentions to Charlie that he's trying to get the help of this guy Peter Vincent that runs like a, a Vegas style magic show, kind vampire of a Chris show. Angel yeah. vampire type show. And Charlie thinks it's ludicrous until he doesn't know where to go. And he seeks out Peter Vincent and says, you got to help me. And uh, yeah, and then eventually he does. <laughs> Spoiler again, but let's take a look at the clip. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe. Well, does he? We don't know. Say I wanted to kill a vampire. <laughs> yeah, sorry, go on. How would, I, how would I go about doing that? You want to know how to kill a vampire? Seriously? Yeah, kill a vampire. Well, let's think. Um... Well, you got fire, beheading. Um, you can make him a big garlicky omelet. <laughs> All goes traditional. Stake through the heart. Bam! Cool. So, so that stuff really works. Well, maybe not the omelet. So, guys, were you uh, big fans of Doctor Who before signing on to this one? Did you know who David? Never seen it. No. no. Seen Come it. on. Are you guys fans? Has anybody seen Doctor Who out here? It's just Britain. For one person, raise their hand. If you haven't seen Doctor Who here, you, you, know, you get thrown into Tower of London. It's, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's treason. No, it's kind of nice that I wasn't familiar with his work because then you get to work with him on set for the first time and yeah. it's a fresh face and you get to see in person that he's freaking awesome. And he throws it, he improvises a lot. He a lot. Quite a bit, yeah. All that toes. scene is also that much scene, longer and garlic hilarious. garlicky omelet <laughs> yeah. and all of that is him, I think. There's a little rash with his crotch improv before <laughs> that part. That's great. <laughs> so the script is like maybe half a page long and then you're, yeah, and then you're yes. going... The script was a paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> Checking, what's he saying? What's going on? Um, it's also got fantastic... We mentioned Colin Farrell, who plays Jerry uh, as well. And uh, can you talk about working with him? Because it's, it's a fantastic role. It's very different from Chris Sarandon's interpretation yeah. of the role. I mean, he's great. It's like he really created this primal, vicious creature that simultaneously, you believe, has the ability to lure people in as well. Because he's kind of, he's creepy, but charming at the Very same charming. time, you know? Yeah. And, and I noticed, I mean, the first day we shot that, we shot a scene with him on the lawn where he's fixing a sprinkler and you take these awesome pauses that, that like, they cut really well. Like but they're just so awkward. Like, <laughs> like, because he's, you realize later, he's hypersensitive all the time. He's just studying them. Dude. So he's, he's studying yeah. them like an animal would, you know? And mm. the smell, like he did a lot of smell. It's great. I mean, it's just so much fun to watch an actor do mm. stuff like that. Just Absolutely. And Chris, you may have read the cat out the bag that Ed turns evil at some point. So did yes. you study Colin in terms of his movements and how he works as a um as No, a I, I kind of, because uh, evil... Ed, it would be the perfect vampire because he's so into that kind of stuff. Like he's into Dungeons and Dragons and mythology and <laughs> vampires. So like I feel when he turned into a vampire, he was like, fucking finally, I get to be something so badass. And he was kind of his own crazy vampire. Okay. 
but that's as far as we're going to go with spoiler-wise. Sure. But, uh, but sure. We do have, <laughs> we do have a, a very quick scene. Uh, this is where Jerry tries to break into uh, the house. But, of course, vampires can't enter a household unless they're invited. So how do you get around that? Let's take a look. We're all right as long as we, as long as we stay inside, because obviously you can't get in without an invitation. Like a vampire. Yeah, really, like a vampire. <laughs> If there's no house. Clever. I wish you could see the whole scene. It's so good. <laughs> I'll just go yeah. see the movie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You'll be absolutely fine. Uh, were you guys big horror fans before taking this on? Were you aficionados? I love, I do, I love horror. Yeah. The Strangers and The Thing are two of my favorite scary thing, movies. The Thing is Great. an amazing film, yeah. my friend. Absolutely. Anton, were you uh, uh, into uh, that sort of stuff? I'm not a huge fan, but I definitely like it. I mean, I really... It's really no genre that I don't enjoy watching them down, but but not not huge. You saw, I, I believe you saw the original Nosferatu. You're a big yeah, fan of yeah, that, so yeah. your tastes are quite eclectic, then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like my favorite vampire movies are like Nosferatu, uh, Vampire, which is Carl Theodore Dreyer movie, and then From Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> and that's a heck of a triple build. <laughs> that's that's so good. Friday night, do that. Um, right, we'll throw the questions up to you guys now. If you have anything you want to ask uh, cool. either Anton or Chris. Put your hand up. We'll get around you in due course. Lady right here. Thank you. Hello. Um, I've actually Hello. seen the film twice. Nice. Really wow. It's a good I'm sign. a huge fan of the original, so I was a little bit worried. But, but you saw it twice. It's, it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, Thank I you. did. Firstly, I just wanted to ask, um, I saw an interview with you, Anton, when you mentioned there's a scene in the film with some fire, not the one we just saw, mm -hmm. um, where you mentioned how you did it. Um, was that true, or is that interview lies? Did you actually? <laughs> no, it's true. Scene? And could you yeah. um, describe it for other people? But this could just be another interview lie, couldn't it? it could be. <laughs> mm. uh, no, no, here. <laughs> no. It's true. We uh, basically uh, because there's scene where Charlie gets set on fire, and uh, basically you put on all these layers of this these these long johns drenched in this ice gel. And it feels like when you jump into really cold water and you can't breathe, it just takes your breath away. That's what it's like, except for like half an hour because you just don't climatize. <laughs> You're just freezing the whole time. Uh, and they pour it down the front of your pants, back of your pants, front of your shirt, back of your shirt. Um, and, then, and then you stand around waiting. Then you put on your wardrobe that's also drenched and you put on another a larger size. And then you just wait for them to light you on fire. And then when, once you're on fire, it feels so good <laughs> because you've been so cold for like 40 minutes at this point. Then now you're on fire and it feels great. I mean, you're, that, that, that's why they do it, you know? Um, it was a lot of fun. I really, really dug it because you just look and you're like, your arms huge. <laughs> it's great. Needless to say, do not try this at home, yeah. I think. Uh, Chris, you did your own stunts. We just saw the cat flap scene. Yes. How was it? I did crawl through that. I'm a very skinny man. Um, <laughs> And I climbed over a fence in this tomb. I hopped over wow. a fence 12 times. Were you on fire at either point? No. Uh, well, no, none of that. 
Maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else with a question for the two guys? Anyone? Don't be shy. There we go. Right in the front row. Here we go. Oh, one, two. Hey, guys. Um, wonderful to have you here with us. Um, Thanks, we man. heard David Tennant describing a cornucopia of ways of dispatching vampires. Um, I wondered if you could maybe share your weapon of choice uh, for taking care of uh, one of the evil undead, and, and particularly in this film, if there was one thing, Anton, that you maybe got to use against Jerry that you were especially pleased to get your hands on. <laughs> Well, I, I, David in the film has a gun that's uh, that was a a shotgun. Like World War One, right? yeah, a World yeah. War One shotgun that was just just an insane weapon. I mean, I don't think it's I don't know that thing was crazy. I mean, it had holes in the barrel and it was you know very World War One like, uh, uh, which I loved. I mean, it was just just such an interesting piece of equipment. You know, um, it was a crossbow. <laughs> It's like it's a crowbar. Just a crossbow. <laughs> so casual. A, that. Yeah, a crossbow. It's cool a crossbow. All right. All right. I get it. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, I've also seen it. It's brilliant. Um, I was just wondering, who do you think got the better deal? Because Chris got a pool scene with Colin Farrell, <laughs> and you got to make out with Imogen Poots for the whole film. Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. We hung in a warm pool together for two hours. <laughs> Talked about our families. It's good stuff. <laughs> but you were fully clothed at the time. We must, fully clothed. We must stress that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was wet, so it sort of clung to you, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> then someone had to set you on fire afterwards just to cool you down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, any more questions for the guys? Put your hands up. And don't be shy. There we go. Right there in the third room. Thank you. Hi, guys. Um, with this film being a remake, uh, what do you think about the large amount of remakes that are happening at the moment in kind of Hollywood and film in general? What are your views on that? Um, I was kind of skeptical when I got the script at first because it was a remake, and I know there are lots of remakes, and I'm not the biggest fan of that, uh, but the script was awesome and everybody attached was awesome. So yeah, I mean, I guess I can't, like now that I'm in a remake, I can't like bash on them because I'm a part of unoriginal Hollywood now. <laughs> um, so I'm all for it. Keep them coming. I'll keep being in them. <laughs> and uh, Anton, with this Star Trek Terminator, you're, yeah. you're doing right. <laughs> like your worst enemy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think there are certain things that can be remade that you can borrow, that you can rejuvenate. I think a thing like Star Trek like was is a good example because they'd made all these movies and they just were, wasn't that much fun, and then JJ made something that people enjoyed. Uh, I think it's it's a sensitive thing. It's like certain movies have such a specific cultural and socio-cultural impact and, and meaning when they come out that you have to be... Like, I think Marty was really smart with the script because the original was about the changes in the Hollywood genre from sort of classic horror to 80s horror. Mm. And now we're looking at teenagers that are oversaturated with knowledge of horror because they're, you know, and, and everything is accessible to them through technology. And then that bit of horror actually moves in next door. So it's still about the relationship of people to the horror genre, you know. And I think if you can find a way to take something that was important at a particular time and place and, and reassess it and look at it again and do that intelligently, then um, I think there's a reason to do that. If you're just stripping the story with no regard for what the original meant and just doing something else. You can also do that, but then you have to be really, 
I guess in talking about the film or in promoting the film or in really thinking about the film, you have to be honest about mm. the fact that you're doing that, I guess. You know? I mean... Yeah, dude, that's a great answer. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Much better than mine. <laughs> no, I, I built upon your answer. Oh, okay, cool. Had your answer not been there, I couldn't have done anything. Teamwork, baby. I like both your answers equally, I have to say. <laughs> um, I think we've got time for two more questions. There was a gentleman also in the third row. If you can, yep, keep your hand up, please. Yeah, thank you. Fantastic. Hi, yeah. Um, I'm just wondering, with Marty Noxon writing the script and obviously her being such a big force behind Buffy, was it quite an exciting thing knowing that you had someone writing or had, doing a script for Fright Night that had such a wealth of pop culture references in terms of vampire, the vampire mythology? Yeah, I think that's why the script was so awesome. Is she knew what to do with vampires. She wrote in awesome kills, uh, great bloody scenes. I mean, like, she knew what she was doing. That's why I love the script. Like I said, I wasn't a fan of remakes, but the script is what sold me. I that, Tom? <laughs> I thought that was such a good answer. That I, don't, yeah, I hate you. Again, I like both your answers equally. Um, I think we have time for the last question now. Who's going to ask it? No pressure. Otherwise, it's going to be me. Anyone I think her back there. Who's back? Back there, back there, giggling in the back. Right. <laughs> giggling. Question? Microphone's coming. Here it comes. <laughs> this it better be good. Um, <laughs> did you did you find it very different acting in a science fiction movie compared to all of your previous movies, which have been kind of comedy and very laid back? Um, yeah, Craig. Uh, he directed me much more toned down and more serious. He, he let me improv and have some funny moments, but uh, it was fun. I haven't gotten to work with someone like Colin uh, or yourself. You're very fantastic. Oh, <laughs> um, so it's cool to kind of work with this different crowd and a different type of director. It was very cool. Fantastic. Uh, and I think that is it. We, uh, that's all we have time for. I liked all your answers equally, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm saying the Friday is out on Friday. Thanks to Disney and Apple. Thanks to you guys for coming. And thanks, of course, to Chris Mintz-Plass <laughs> and Anton Yelchin. Thanks, thanks guys. guys.